Welcome to My Bible Thoughts with Pastor Rich Podcast. This is a time where I read a section of scripture and give you my thoughts on God's holy word. Today will be a Bible study of around 8 to 10 minutes that you can use as a reflection time to draw near and commune with God. I'm Pastor Rich. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Now, my Bible verses today are Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 36, and I read from the NASB translation of the Bible. Now, so far in Acts chapter 4, we've seen a miracle of the beggar at the gate. We've seen the arrest of Peter and John. We've seen a court case where they were set free, and we've had a prayer meeting at the church. And now we come to sharing and giving among the believers within the church and Barnabas the encourager. And my main point today will be that the purity and the appearance of the church to the outside world was important to the exponential growth of that church. Now, if you would, read with me starting in verse 32. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet." and they would be distributed to each to the extent that any had need. Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translates means son of encouragement, owned a tract of land. So he sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now what a wonderful church this must have been. It seems the majority of the congregation believed the gospel, and it says here that they were of one heart and one soul. Now, from historical accounts, we know that this church had Christians from all parts of the world, and they were of one heart. There was oneness in this large, multicultural congregation, and they also had compassion. So nothing which they possessed did they consider as being their own. Everything they had was of common I'm sure they had poor refugees in that congregation. Many also came from economically deprived classes. They also had persecuted. Now, if you were a Jew that had converted to Christianity, you would have lost your birthright. You probably would have been kicked out of your house. You would have had a loss of income, and the prospect to ever have your inheritance would have been lost. And persecution like this makes people poor. But within this church, there was no suffering. There was no need for food or clothing. Those who had, so there must have been wealthy within the congregation also, helped those who didn't. And when you come across these verses, often people will use this as a support for communism or socialism. Some historians will say, they will quote from these passages from the Bible, and they will say, this is how communism Started. They're trying to uh, upgird their position by using these verses. But in my opinion, this isn't true. Communism is based on the principle that what is yours is mine, but this is not that. This is not what the book of Acts is describing. This is a Christian fellowship and discipleship. So it's something that's completely different from communism. 
In this setting, it says, what is mine is yours, and I will gladly share it with you. It's a completely different direction. Communism is imposed by law, and not only imposed by law, but backed by force. But this is giving that it's energized by love. Communism is dependent on rules. The other is brought about by compassion. So I think it'll be obvious as we study this passage that the giving and sharing by people within this church was an entirely voluntary thing. So this describes the early church, and as an example, the passage gives us an example of an encourager named Barnabas. For somebody to have the name encourager, how would you describe him? Well, he sounds like he would be delightful to be around. Uh, He's an example that we would all want to live by. His words would comfort and console you, and I imagine he was very well loved by this congregation. Now, one interesting thing is it says he was a Levite, and according to Old Testament law, he wasn't supposed to own any land, but I guess that rule probably hadn't been practiced in quite a while, so he did own some land, and he saw that there was a huge need within the church. There were some poor in the church, and of course, like we had said, these might have been people that had their property stolen, their families had kicked them out because they had become Christians, but he had land, so he sold it. And he didn't walk around with the money, handing it out little by little, trying to draw attention to himself. He took all the money and he put it at the apostles' feet. So it was up to them, it was up to the leaders of the church to distribute that money as they saw fit. So this was a wonderful church. There were all kinds of blessings, all kinds of Christians in true fellowship meeting the needs of others. So in this podcast, I just wanted to set the stage because we're going to see that not only were there blessings within this church, both inside and outside, but there were also problems on the inside and the outside. So this is really setting the stage for Acts chapter 5 when we talk about Ananias and Sapphira. So those are my thoughts on Acts chapter 4. And as you know, on this podcast, the Word of God is lifted up as authoritative, real, and accurate. But I also want to place an equal importance on prayer. So I want to encourage you to pray along with me as I pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, give us the heart of this early church, that we will not be hypocrites, but a, but a loving family, and we give a loving appearance to the lost in the world. Father, we ask for encouragement today. Give us strength in everything we do, and may we never forget that Christ is very much alive and in our lives today. Let us use these verses as encouragement for our lives, that we might testify you for your glory. I pray if there's anybody listening, if there's anybody in our realm of influence around us that doesn't know you as as Lord and Savior, that the conviction of the Holy Spirit work on them today. We pray, Father, that you will put people in our path today that don't know you, but give us the opportunity to love on them and give them the gospel message. As we depart for today, may none of us forget your Holy Son who died for our sins and now sits at your right hand, very much alive and in glory. Amen. I want to thank you for following me as part of your podcast routine. Thank you and have a great day.